This is a coming of age, but in real life, a podcast by Osada Lord. Most of my understanding of queerness and even just gay sex and all of that stuff has been through the communities I found in my early adult life, as well as before that. You know, even still now, it's mainly through like internet media, social, erotic, and all. Pornography, you know, for a lot of queer people is their first exposure to gay sex. And I think that really impacts the way that we think of our own sexual being and just self. And pornography is a form of media as impactful as TV, music, fashion, film. Like, it is a form of media. And with that, it can still carry and permeate social structures and forms of oppression, such as like stereotypes. And that just like, it shapes the way people interact with black gay men in real life, especially white gays. <clears throat> Oof, I almost threw up in my mouth. I almost threw up in my mouth. I'm so sorry. Pornography um, also leaves a lot of room and issues surrounding consent, lack of consent in a lot of these videos and films and it just feels very degrading at times and you know this permeates in ways in real life you know you know i as much as i want to feel sexy as much as i want to feel desirable as much as i want to feel hot i do not want to feel like an object and i do not want to feel like a sexual tool or means for somebody to just get off their sexual fantasies or racialized fantasies to just bring out what they see in porn. Like, I don't want to just feel like I'm being used and that's it, and just discard it. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm being denied my humanity in person through sex. That doesn't even mean that, oh, I have to be in a relationship, or is that, oh, I'm, wait, I'm saving myself for marriage. No, that's not the case. Being raised in a Christian household, I think that just des- definitely brings a lot of, like, ideas of shame and guilt surrounding queerness surrounding homosexuality and just like really demonizing sex i think body imagery in the queer gay male community is very toxic (laughs) and there's like this really strong desire of a hyper masculine physique and a lot of that draws from gay pornography and with that, it's internalizing people's individual selves and what they feel like they are supposed to attract and who they're supposed to find attractive. And there's a lot of like self-fragmentation of like, oh, I want my chest to be this big. I want my arms, I want my biceps to be this big. I want my back to be this defined. I want my butt to be this defined. You know, I want my thighs to be like this or like whatever. And there's a lot of body surveillance and gym culture is so interesting I think I, my relationships to the gym and like working out was always just through sports and the reason why I did sports was just because I felt like I wanted to connect more with my masculinity um, that's why I like joined football like middle school and like played all the way through like end of high school but it just most of what it taught me was just how weird heterosexual standards of being a man is 
and like how that is like taught and implemented in teenage boys and how that's like egged on by grown men feeding these teenage boys these like weird misogynistic standards of what it is to be a man and like what hyper masculinity and play that into violence and just sexual conquest which is just so weird to me but and that played out in the physicality and there's a lot of vanity surrounding like gym culture and self-surveillance and self-objectification of those senses but it just makes you think about like what am I doing this for like am I really working out just for me if there wasn't a standard of what desirable male body is would you still be in the gym do I want to look like you or am I attracted to you or is it both is this some sort of like narcissism like I want to I'm attracted to people who look like me or I want to look like the people I'm attracted to and just like it's like what I don't think I think about that all the time because I think my time like I can't I don't think I have a defined time like I just look around and like you're so pretty wow <laughs> I don't think I have a defined time like physical appearance wise but I know uh, yeah Ooh, I was about to say a slur it's <laughs> <laughs> like why are I'm talking about and black gay men specifically why are y'all so afraid of femininity and Femininity, like with straight men, is shunned and rejected despite all of us liking men. Like you you like you are already outside of the norm of masculinity and heteronormative masculinity. So therefore why do you feel like you need to be hyper masculine to make up for your queerness? And it's like you're seeing your queerness as a weakness. And that's internalized homophobia. Like let's stop that. Let's stop that. Like we should be able to express our full rage of gender and gender expression and just self without feeling like we have to be put in a categorized box. So who would they? Like, oh, it's, like, just so, it's like, oh, he, he just so happens to be gay. And like, oh, no, they just like, more unspoken about it. Yeah. It's like, what you mean by that? That's a little, like, it's a little, it gets a it's little homophobic. Like, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's like, what you mean? Oh, he just so happens. It's like, literally put that in any other context. Like, oh, he's so just so Y'all are men! Y'all are grown men! 
cares? Ugh. And it's at the end of the day, it's all rooted in misogyny. It really is. It really is because why? Why are you associating femininity as a weakness or something that is subpar to masculinity? Why? This in. It's like then you just assume you're assuming people's characters, you're assuming people's expressions, you're assuming people's sense of self, and you're using that as a tool to categorize them and place them into your own little sense of hierarchy, which is so. Um, no, I saw this one thing was like, if a top and a bottom go out on a day, a dinner date, who should pay for the meal? I was like, I was like, whoever why? invited who out. I was like, why are we? Why are y'all so obsessed? Maybe because that's all you know. True. So are you trying to make sense? Are you trying to model it? Like, no. Let's 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 redefine things. Let's 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 think outside the box. It really irks me because I feel like I am going more into expressing both like my masculinity and femininity, especially because like I'm seeing my connection to manhood very strained because I don't see myself aligning with what manhood has traditionally been in this heteronormative standard of what being a man means. And I am no longer ashamed of like my femininity and I feel like I should be able to express that even if that doesn't make me as desirable in like a very like hyper masculine mask for mask why would I want that? Like why would I want to be denied myself? Or I feel like I have to suppress parts of myself to seem more desirable, to seem more masculine. Black gay, especially black dark skinned men expressing their femininity is shunned upon. It's shunned upon because like oh you're denied you like feel like oh you're denied to express that part of yourself because you're supposed to be this hyper-masculine, macho, urgh. You know, when we went back to his place and stuff like that, he said, told me, like, hey, I've never told you. I've never told anyone this before. And, you know, here I am thinking that he was going to, like, come out to me or something like that, and I was going to have some cute love story for the night, or at least for the night, or maybe something even more. Hopefully something even more. Tells me about how... He likes this girl we ran into at my dorm. You know, I don't want to be dramatic, but I just felt like my heart sank a little bit. And, oh no. Like, oh no, I just felt like the first person, the first guy, attractive guy that just gave me a little bit of attention. Not even any romantic or sexual or anything like that. Just like platonic um, affection and just talking. I just automatically grew attached to it, you know. Yeah, and I was um, I was very chill about it, but I just I don't want to feel vulnerable like that again. I realize even without experiencing sex casually or sex period, I realize that I crave a lot of intimacy and connection with people, and to get to the point where I feel like open to be vulnerable enough to exchange sexually with someone to get to that point, I have to be, there has to be a relative closeness, there has to be trust, mutual trust, so like it could like absolve those senses of fear like that I have towards like the power dynamics that is historically associated with sex and that is still really running gay sex and I 
having, having sex casually just does not fulfill that. And if anything, it would just make me feel more self-conscious of myself and how I'm not necessarily being perceived, but I don't know. But I just know that I just wouldn't feel good. I just wouldn't feel good. I speak a bit of like, I, I, it just it wouldn't feel good to me. And I'm not like, and I think now, I'm like, I don't, I don't think it necessarily means that I have to be in a committed relationship. But I just like, I can't just have sex with a stranger. I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. Like, that, that just would have, and I'm not, this is not me slushing anybody. This is not me saying that hookup culture is like, like nobody should participate in hookup culture. For me personally, I don't think hookup culture is sustainable to me and my sense of self, my sense of queerness and how I want to express it and how I want my attraction and desire to be reciprocated. That just does not feel sustainable to me. And I think I crave that intimacy. I crave that sense of mutual desire and closeness. In my own life, I've wandered through the isolation and the weight of her life to begin that many gay black men experience. During high school dances, I look at the straight couples and their freedoms with a feeling of longing. There was no first kiss under the bleachers, no dates, no bring boys back home to meet my parents. I lost my virginity at the age of 22 after a drunken night in the Philippines and afterwards, I breathed a sigh of relief that I was desirable enough to be wanted. Prince Shakir, 2018. I feel hopeless in my search for external desire and love. And I'm starting to be comfortable in that. I don't feel the urge to go out and find it. I still believe, as naive as it is, that the right person for me, or at least right at the moment, you know, I don't expect to run into my lifelong lover at the age of 20. I still believe that the right person for me would just present themselves. And I'll eventually figure that relation out. Minimal effort on my part. Is this love at first glance mutually exclusive? Monogamous boy meets boy, boy takes boy on date, boy likes boy, boy becomes boyfriend trope based heavily on how most of my experiences were lack thereof of love, romance, sex, desire are based on heterosexual and heteronormative notations.
You know, I know at this point in my life, I no longer want to demonize sex. I don't want no one longer want to see gay sex as a taboo. I want to allow myself to express my sexuality at my own pace. I feel like I have to be rushed or I'm not experiencing life fast enough. Like, oh, I also don't want to deny myself opportunities to explore, especially if I feel comfortable, if I feel safe, if I feel trust. Um, all those things that I want, I don't want to just shut it off just because of the idea of it. Um, you know, I want to explore my levels of intimacy, romance, and attraction on my own terms, regardless of pressure. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for. Who knows?